Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. Welcome back to Learning Made Easier. This is episode 146, Patch Writing, what it is and how to avoid it. Many students don't realize it. Many students don't realize they're plagiarizing when they plagiarize. Many teachers have difficulty believing the statement, but it's true. Part of the problem is students haven't been taught the skills that help them avoid plagiarism. And it's not as simple as citations and quotation marks. Two of the big skills students need to learn in order to use sources and when writing research papers or essays is how to summarize and how to paraphrase. Summarizing and paraphrasing are not easy skills and they're not something we generally teach students how to do. As a result, many students turn in work that is patch written, a term which refers to writing which is cobbled together from several different sources while retaining the same syntax, grammar, and vocabulary used in the source. To make matters worse, shyster services have sprung up all over the internet, claiming to help students summarize a source so they can use it in their research paper. And the result of this service is usually a paragraph that has the same sentence structure as the original with synonyms pasted in to paraphrase it. This isn't paraphrasing, it's patch writing. In this episode, we'll compare paraphrasing to patch writing, explain why patch writing is a form of plagiarism, and go over how to paraphrase instead of patch write. So when you paraphrase a source, your goal is to give the sense of what the writer said, but in your own words. So here's a few rules about paraphrasing. You should always cite the paraphrase to its source. So there should always be a citation attached. Secondly, the paraphrase should actually be about the same length as the source. Third, the paraphrase should not change the meaning that the author intended the source to have. Fourth, you should never repeat more than three words in the same order in which they were used in the source. And finally, you should always use a different sentence structure than the one used in the source. Paraphrasing is your own work. In a paraphrase, you are describing the work of another author or authors. It's in your own words and it's in your own writing style not the style of the source. Patch writing, on the other hand, takes a number of forms. The most common is to substitute in synonyms for words the source's author used while maintaining the sentence structure of the original source. But patch writing can also mean lifting phrases from the original source and rearranging them into new paragraphs. According to Purdue Owl, the Bedford Handbook for Writers defines patch writing as, quote, paraphrasing the original source sources language too closely. Essentially, patch writing is when you're not really doing any new writing. You're just using words and phrases that your source used or synonyms for those words. Adams Writers Workshops calls this letting the quotes do the heavy lifting. And patch writing does exactly that. The problem with patch writing is it does not show what the student understands or what they can do with the ideas they've read about. It's kind of like rote memorization in some ways, parroting what the source said without really showing any understanding of the material. So why is patch writing a form of plagiarism? Well, we've talked about plagiarism before, 
in our episode 89. And here's what we said about it then, word for word. It's the use of someone else's words or ideas or artwork or photographs or dance moves or jokes or shirt pattern or recipe or anything they have created or produced without giving them credit for it. And in general, plagiarism just means you're representing somebody else's work as if it's your own. Most commonly, this is when you pull a quote out of the source and you just don't give it a citation. And unless your teacher is a close reader, they may miss that that's actually not your work. But patch writing is still plagiarism. Someone else did the work of coming up with the sentences which you substituted synonyms into or which you rearranged into new paragraphs, right? So it's still not your work. And representing it as if it is, well, that's where the plagiarism comes in. How to paraphrase, not patch write. To paraphrase, you need to understand the work you're paraphrasing. Substituting in synonyms doesn't cut it here. You've got to be able to explain what the source's main points are. Here's an example. Here's a paragraph from a recent New York Times article. Even with the imprimatur of Miranda, the Tony, Emmy, and Grammy-winning creator of Hamilton, Encanto might have seemed a long shot as a mainstream pop hit. The album is a pan-Latin fusion that draws on Colombian folk styles like Vallenato and Bambuco, with touches of salsa, Broadway, bombast, and rock in Espanol. So here's a patch writing attempt to paraphrase this paragraph from Cesario. Even with the sanction of Miranda, a Tony, Emmy, and Grammy-winning composer of Hamilton, Encanto could have appeared to be a fluke as a conventional popular music success. The album is a unified Latin blend drawing on folk music from Colombia like Vallenato and Bambuco with accents of salsa, Broadway pomposity, and Spanish rock. What this student has done is substituted in a lot of synonyms, but the sentence structure and the paragraph structure are exactly the same as they were in the source. For example, imprimatur is replaced with sanction. Long shot gets replaced with fluke. Instead of mainstream pop hit, we have conventional popular music success, but the student has not demonstrated that they understand what the Cesario paragraph says, and they have not demonstrated why it's important. Paraphrasing, on the other hand, gives us this. Encanto is a surprise success in pop music. Miranda, who has won several different awards for his compositions, including the Grammy, the Tony, and the Emmy, created an album which marries Colombian folk music forms such as Bambuco and Vallenato with more familiar forms like salsa, Broadway, and rock in Espanol, or Spanish-styled rock music. This paraphrase doesn't imitate the sentence structure of the original source. Instead, it gets across the same ideas in completely different words for the most part. Rock in Espanol is put in quote marks because it's a three-word phrase taken directly from the source. This paraphrase still gets across the main points. Encanto was a surprise success. Miranda holds several awards. The album combines several styles of music. And it also makes sure not to have any phrase of more than three words the same as the original source. Now to check for this, search your document for each three-word combination of words from the original source in order. So like search for uh, in the original even with the, check and make sure that that doesn't appear anywhere in your paragraph. Then check for with the imprimatur. So just go ahead one word and just search for those three word combinations all through your through your paper and make sure that the only place that they show up is in the original source, that they're not in your paraphrase. And finally, the paragraph and sentence structures are significantly changed. That paraphrase that Denor just read, that doesn't sound rhythmically the way that the original did. 
because the sentence structure has been changed. So how do you paraphrase instead of patch write? This is something most students simply aren't taught to do. It's assumed that they know. Maybe this is something we should be adding into English classes. I don't know. But how do you do it? First, read the source and make some notes. What's the subject the source is talking about? What are the main points it's making about that source? Now, write your first attempt at a paraphrase without looking at anything but your notes. Then compare them. How close are you to the original wording of the source? Check your wording against the source's wording and check your sentence structures and paragraph structures against the source as well. Make adjustments until the paraphrase doesn't sound or feel like the source, but still has the main points the source is making in your own words. You may need to go through two or three drafts until your paraphrase no longer looks or sounds like the original source, but that's okay. That's what the work requires. And always, always cite your paraphrase to the original source because it's still that source's ideas, even if it's now in your writing. So now we're going to talk about our experiences with it. And for me, <laughs> the most amusing moment of my grading life to this point was when a student used one of those paraphrasing services and they turned in a paper in social theory. Conflict theory became quarrel thesis. <laughs> Proletariat turned into wage earners and bourgeoisie was transformed into Victorian. Obviously, the student had used a paraphrasing service, but the result was just laughable. It was just embarrassing. So I had the student come to office hours for a chat with me where it came out. They simply had no idea what paraphrasing was. So they searched the internet for the word paraphrase and oh, look, here's a service. So I walked them through how to paraphrase. They came back to me a few times with questions. But I admit it, I still laugh when I think of that particular paper. Now, I've had papers that I think were patch written, but I didn't know that that was a thing until Adam and I started researching for this episode. But I've definitely had sentences that read like they were Mad Libs off of Wikipedia, where one or two words here and there were changed. But fundamentally, I wasn't getting the sense that my students understood what they were talking about. And when that happens, I'll leave a students an email and I'll usually make a question in the margin saying, what do you mean by this? Because if the student can explain what they mean by this, then I know, okay, this is something that's just an issue of clunky writing and that's what the help needs to be. Whereas if they say, I'm really not sure what I meant, but it sounded good, then that means we've got to dig deep and we've got to figure out how to paraphrase and how to get at what the author actually means. And I also want to say something about the sounding like, okay, one of the things that's going to give away that this is patch written is that the rhythm of the sentences sounds the same. And also, students, if you're patch writing by filling in synonyms, we can tell that's not your writing. The rhythm changes. The way you write actually has a rhythm to it. It's part of your writing style. And when suddenly we get this paragraph that doesn't follow the way you normally write at all, we can tell it's jarring. And sometimes if it's got really obvious things like quarrel thesis and Victorian instead of bourgeoisie, then it jumps out at us. But even if it doesn't, it feels wrong. It feels off. It's like if you're listening to a marching band and suddenly there's two measures of a waltz. Where did that come from? And writing has a rhythm, just like poetry has a rhythm, just like music has a rhythm. So be aware, we will know that something is hinky. And if you don't know how to paraphrase or if you didn't before, well, now you know. So don't patch write anymore, okay? So that's what we have for you in episode 146. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people. 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Android. We've decided to no longer publish this podcast to Spotify, so if you found us on Spotify, please take a look at Apple Podcasts or other podcast apps instead. We're hosted on Blueberry.com. Also, we would really appreciate it if you wrote a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to join us next time for episode 147, when we'll talk about how to stop being afraid of mistakes. Yes, it is possible. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learning made easier. And we look forward to seeing you next week.